one on December 15th, 2020. Another episode of maybe a good time to listen. This episode is called What's It All About? Alfie? No. No, not the 67, the 1967 song that was sung by Dionne Warwick. If you're a millennial, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, this episode is going to have a part one or part two. All doing this today, both both parts of it today. Right now. One part is going to be for the unsaved and the undecided. And the other part is going to be for the saved. So here's part one, which is for the unsaved and the undecided. What's it all about? Meaning life, what happens after this life? Why is the world in the condition it's in, including this United States of America? All right, the other day I was dusting, I was dusting, you know, where some of my old DVDs are. And I said to myself, you know, you haven't seen a DVD in a long time. So when I looked up at them, I randomly saw one that said, you know, the the day the earth stood stood still. Now inside the case were two DVDs. One was the original one from 1951, and the more recent one with Keanu Reeves. I watched that one. I had the feeling that there was something important spiritually for me to see even though it was a sci-fi movie. All right. The two most important points of the movie takes me to two things Keanu Reeves' character was portraying. One was that the Earth is in its deteriorating condition because of humanity. And two, humanity will be destroyed because of it. Now, if you think in the natural, the first thing that probably comes to your mind is, oh, climate change and global warming. But I knew that wasn't the primary message I was supposed to get out of the movie. A line said of one of the quote-unquote earthlings after receiving the news was, oh, we can change. So in other words, give us a chance, we can change. That was the message I was supposed to get. Now, I know it sounds gloom and doom, but it at least is an attention getter. For centuries, people have done what they wanted to do, forgetting or not caring that there are consequences for everything we do. At some point, our decisions in life will meet up with consequences. And those consequences probably won't be a blessing in disguise. When confronted with a life or death situation, we usually will make we usually will make all kinds of promises in an effort to stay alive. You know, once your life feels threatened, somebody's pointing a gun at you, or you're about to lose your job, you make all kinds of promises. No, so you're not gonna lose your life. It's all right. <laughs> you gotta take your job. 
But um, when your life is on the line, you know, you make all kinds of promises. Oh, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll do anything. Why? In an effort to stay alive. This has been a staple of humanity since civilization, civilization began. So what am I saying? Is it unsaved and unsaved? Well, the consequences of leaving God out of our lives or thinking that going to a church building solves everything will be the biggest mistake one can make. Also, you're saying, well, she didn't go to church. No, I'm not saying that at all. So you see, humanity has messed up the planet. There's no doubt about that. But that was allowed by God to happen because we first left God and disobeyed every word that comes out of the mouth of God. People doing their own thing for centuries put us here. Racial tensions, civil unrest, increased flooding, increased hurricanes, increased excessive heat, increased wildfires, increased governmental problems, meaning the internal fighting that they have that's filled with hate, even though they say they don't hate nobody. Yes, they do. It's internal fighting filled with hate. All of it are are uh, are a result of sin. <clears throat> don't let anybody fool you. It's not about political affiliation or the color of one's skin or how much money you make. What's it all about? It's a sin issue, not a skin issue. Now, unfortunately, many people will ignore the call for salvation given by followers of Christ, but will no doubt make all kinds of promises when confronted by the same God they rejected on earth because they thought it was all hogwash, bulldash, garbage, and so you understand, BS. But Romans chapter 14 verse 11 says this, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me. Every tongue will not God. So you can do your stuff now, but there's a consequence to all of it. Everybody's going to bow the, the knee. They're going to bow their knee to Jesus when this is all over. Now, you may say that you don't believe in a God. Please don't think that your denial means that he doesn't exist. And therefore, he can't touch you. Or don't think that because of your own belief that nullifies his existence. Second Timothy, Timothy, <laughs> okay. Second Timothy chapter three, verses twelve b and thirteen in the NLT. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we are unfaithful. He remained faithful, but he cannot deny who he is. There's two points we made here. Number one, even if this is written for the saints, if it denies us, is that a sin? I mean, if we deny him, isn't that a sin? And who is it that denies Christ, doesn't repent of it, and still gets to go to heaven? No one. If you have unrepentant sin in your life, you better get it repented of. 
and turn away from it. <clears throat> Second point. Now, I'm not a person who doesn't know about unbelief and denial. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. So what do you mean? I used to be, I dismissed it. No way, let me go back in. I wasn't an atheist, but I was a denier of scripture. Even though I hadn't read one word. Since I thought the Bible wasn't logical, I dismissed it. That was a stupid choice. The Bible can't be understood or obeyed by logic. It's a spiritual book, not Time Magazine. So to the unsaved and undecided, what's it all about? Well, first off, Jesus loves you with an unfailing love that can never be diminished no matter what you've done. Also, Christ died on the cross for you and is coming back for safe folks to be with him forever. Sounds crazy, you say? Well, his predictions throughout the Bible are coming true now. Take time out and not only read the Bible, excuse me, not only read the Bible, but read scientific current events too. The look of Washington, D.C. is also a clue. Not to mention ever-growing hatred between the races with unracist folks caught in the middle. The planet is destroying itself through climate change and global warming, which in turn has produced increasing floods, increasing hurricanes, increasing tsunamis. There has been an increase in plagues, no kidding, I don't want him. <laughs> there has been an increase in plagues, earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, and wildfires. This coincides with the predictions of Jesus very accurately. Now, where did you find some of them? Well, first, before I give you those scriptures, first understand this part of the verse. This is Revelation chapter 19, verse 10b for the pure word. You must worship to God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So, what's it all about? testimony of Jesus that we're giving you is all about prophecy. So if you don't believe him for nothing else, you'll believe him for what he predicts because it comes true. <clears throat> Alright, here's, here's some scriptures for you to look at. St. Matthew chapter 24, read the whole thing. St. Luke chapter 21, read the whole thing. St. Mark chapter 13, read the whole thing. There's the same story by three different authors. Isaiah, and I remember it's prophecy, so it's not their opinion, but not how they see it. There may, there may be a little, little bit of their style, but it doesn't take away from the fact that God gave it to them. Two more. Isaiah chapter 24, verse 1 to 11. And St. Matthew chapter 7, Verses 13 and 14. Now there's a lot more, but those should be enough. It's too late in the season to be cynical. You know, give God a chance. Go to him in private if you have to. Go to him in private. Just talk to him in sincerity. It won't be a waste of time. 
right? That's for the unsaved and undecided. Now here's part two to the saints of God. Glory to God and peace to you during these trying times. Now I'll ask the same question. What's it all about? In our everyday life, just like everyone else, we tend to get caught up in the hustle and bustle. But every day in the back of your mind, we should be keeping in mind that Jesus is soon to return. There's nothing wrong with thinking about his return. It's not, a, it's not that you have a, or oh, forget you attitude, I'm out of here. It's just that we as bride should be looking for him all the time. All right, let's, let's give you some examples. St. Luke 12, verse 40 from the NLT. <clears throat> you also must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. Mm. Yeah, when well, least expected. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28 from the NLT. So also Christ was offered once for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. He will come again, not to deal with sins, but to bring salvation to all who eagerly are waiting for him. Now, not bringing salvation in the point of he's coming to uh, give a changed life again. He's coming to bring deliverance to those people who are saved already and who are eagerly waiting for him. But down here saying, oh, Lord, please get us out of here. <clears throat> but you can't look at, look at it like a Star Trek movie or a Star Trek show. You know, Scotty, beam me up. Get me out of here. No, <laughs> no, I did. But we have to be eagerly waiting for him. We can't wait to get away from this sinful place. Because it's bad. In the meantime, while we're here, things we have just to do. Right here, St. Mark 13, verse 36 and 37. <clears throat> excuse me, verse 36 and 37. Don't let him find you sleeping when he arrives without warning. I say to you what I say to everyone. Watch for him. It's very serious. He said, don't let him find you sleeping when he arrives without warning. I say to you, I say to everyone, watch for him. Once again, that's St. Mark chapter 13, verse 36 and 37 in the NLT. Now, too many times we think we are incapable or not fitting or not fit for doing something for the Lord. So we constantly say things like, Lord, let me be ready. Then, since we think we're not ready or capable, we do nothing. Waiting for God to wave a magic wand and make us instantly ready. You know, neglected because you want to be a disciple of his discipline. Well, I've learned that you may already be doing what you're supposed to be doing. The encouragement to constantly do more is so that no more scrolls on you. And you become unfruitful. We're supposed to be a 24-7, 365 day a year continuous engine running off of the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Just because for now I'm the mountaintop every day doesn't mean our day or life is wasted. Sometimes too much is expected from us by others. Yes, we better obey the scriptures, but why are you so sure that you're not doing it? Micah 6 and 8. Keep it simple. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. What does the Lord require of you? Act justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Unquote. Now, are you feeling overwhelmed? Look at that verse again. So do what is just. Give people the benefit of the doubt, even if you know they're wrong. And walk humbly with God. Now, even if you struggle with showing mercy, and you think you fail, excuse me, well, in all honesty, what does the Bible say? I'm not trying to cut you down, because it goes for me too. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 10 from the NIV. If you falter in the day of trouble, how small is your strength? So we shouldn't think we're strong when we're not. And neither should we constantly beat ourselves up and think that we can't do anything right. Without Jesus, we can do nothing. True. But guess what we can do with him? Everything. Yet, you know, I constantly think I don't measure up to any script at all. How am I ever going to find out I can do all things through Christ? Be humble, not a coward. Saints are not cowards. Don't ever call yourself one. In Revelation chapter 21, verse 8, there's a list there which starts with the word cowardly. And the rest with qualities that are not attached to anyone going to eternal life with Jesus. That verse shows those who are going to the lake of fire. So if you're not going to the lake of fire, take guess a lot of that verse. You're not cowardly. What's it all about for us? All right. Live like Christ. And when you have the opportunity, witness and look for his return with joy, not worldly fear. If all that seems hard, then you probably just build up a wall of resistance. We can't hide behind doubt and fear forever, can we? So really, it's about being saved, proclaiming the gospel to others, so others can get saved too. So we all can get out of this sinful place and be with Jesus forever. In a nutshell, that's it. The trap is to stay so busy that we forget what while we're here. Well, 2020 sure slowed us down, didn't it? How's the saying go? Tough times don't last. Tough people do. Well, so if we have to crawl into 21, excuse me, if we have to crawl. Into 2021, let's crawl. If Jesus lets us walk into it, let's walk. If he lets us run into 2021, 
Let's run. Now, don't say you're going to run if you don't mean it. We don't have to prove anything to anybody. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 from the King James says this. Paul was saying to the people, But with me, it's a very small thing that I should be judged of you, or man's judgment. Yeah, I judge my own self. This is very important, because a lot of young people, especially under pressure, peer pressure, or whatever, they, look, they always look for somebody to validate them. You don't want anybody to validate you except the Lord. That's all you need to validate you is the Lord, not people. Give yourself, don't judge me. Paul says, so what? It's a small thing. If I'm just a you or a man's judgment. He says, I, I don't even judge my own self. So naturally, if you judge me, you know I ain't paying no mind. That's what he's saying. So whether you're a young person or middle-aged person or older person, don't look for people to validate you. Look for God. Well, for God to say you're all right. You don't want anybody else saying, oh, oh, you're nothing, you're nobody. What does God think about you? That's what counts. So to be a, make it be a small thing in your life if people want to judge you because you don't walk the same, the same way they walk you don't go to the same places they go. Well, right now, nobody's really going anywhere because it's shut down. But uh, <clears throat> you don't do the same thing they do. You don't think like them. Doesn't matter. Should be a small thing to you how they feel about you. Make sure you're doing right, though. Don't be doing a bunch of stupid stuff and people don't like you then. You say, oh, that's their problem. No, check yourself first. <laughs> if you're doing a whole lot of wrong stuff, it's you. It's not the devil, it's you. It's not other people, it's you. So therefore, if anyone has been looking for people to validate them, please stop. Alright, stay encouraged, saints. And remember, Jesus is coming back soon. When you least expect it, expect it. So be ready. I'm not going to be down here forever. Say encourage Jesus' name. And remember, <clears throat> save the unsaved. He loves you tremendously. Say bless.